We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. Does your pet's food have enough moisture in it? That's kind of what we're talking about today. Uh, so what better person to discuss this than Flo from Crude, Car- Crude Carnivore, um, who I've had obviously on a show before, and who also has a uh, master's degree in nutrition. Am I right about that? Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. Pet, pet um, nutrition, yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Welcome back. Thanks for uh, coming back on. Thank you. Your dog or cat is a member of your family. You want the very best for each and every member of your family, and that extends right down to the food that they eat. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. For you, the pet owner, Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Quality ingredients, food safety, and the highest standards for manufacturing practices are what make Northwest Naturals the best complete and balanced raw food for your pet. Find out more in our podcast show notes. Yeah, thanks so much for having me again. Um, this was actually, this I'm is, excited. I yeah, I don't know why I've never covered this topic. I'm glad you uh, had brought this up because this is um, something that we talk about every day. People don't even realize it. It's like the one thing I always say, like if there's anything you can do, it's just add some moisture yep. back into their back into their diet. So I kind of wanted to talk about like the why, like like the kind of the, yeah. the the evolution of our dogs and cats. I mean, especially cats. Like why, from an evolutionary standpoint, is is moisture so important in their diet? Yeah. So I mean, I have always used this example. It's imagine as a human, like as a human, mm-hmm. <laughs> saltines every day for every mm-hmm. meal and um, really not being able to even like hydrate your mouth to counter that dehydration. Like I think everybody, when you say that can feel the dryness in their mouth when they t- talk about eating saltines and the gross or like too. eating oatmeal. Yeah. It's like oat- oatmeal without milk, cereal without milk or whatever. Um, that consistent dry like product and just ingesting that all the time. Eventually, first of all, we'll get really old and really boring. Second of all, it'll just make your body just really crave moisture. And over time, it's not even, it's not even just the dog. It's general, like even humans too. Like yeah. we never consume just that type of food. We have to eat a variety of food. All of the food that we consume contains moisture. Mm-hmm. So our dogs are actually way more sensitive and way more designed to consume moisture rich and their requirement of moisture is actually 60 to 70% cats even more. Yeah. And that's what I, uh, that's kind of what I was, I I wanted to talk about. It's just like from like, you know, from an evolutionary standpoint, like they're, they're designed, both their dogs and cats are designed to eat, you know, diets that are about, you know, 60 to 80% moisture. Um, like we talk about this in the shop a lot that cats, you know, cats are, they've all, all domesticated cats have have evolved from the East African cat, which is a desert dwelling cat. And guess what? There's no water in the desert, right? So they get their, they've evolved to get their moisture from their food with prey animal, which is, you know, 70, 80% moisture, right? So, 
um, mm-hmm. they were, you know, highly, highly evolved and specialized to eat that kind of diet. And then we were just so much smarter than nature and developed dry food. And then, you know, <laughs> look what ha- look what's happened. And, you know, you see urinary tract yeah. infections and, and UTIs and all these uh, kidney disease, all these issues in cats, especially, um, who are super prone to it. But dogs the same way. I mean, dogs obviously aren't as, you know, they're they're – more facultative or scavenging carnivores, but they're, again, even if they're not eating like meat, which is their primary diet, even if they're not eating meat, they're eating, they're supplementing with, you know, blueberries and different kinds of berries and apples and mm-hmm. things like that, that are very rich in moisture, you know? I mean, if you think about it, like a hundred years ago, we came around to, you know, creating shelf stable foods out of necessity because of the war and not having actually the cans to oh. continue feeding wet food, so we had to come up with something else. And But really, if you think about it, the domestication of dogs goes thousands and thousands of years back, and they survived off of other foods, and they lived a perfectly healthy, happy life. Um, you know, the oldest dog living up to 32 years of age and um, consuming literally, like, foods that humans consume that we eat, and that's how dogs lived for, for long, long periods of time. And now we have this food that like lacks moisture and just causes so much damage. And what I think a lot of people don't realize is like, we love our pets so much and it's not even that you can blame anybody because it's just mis miseducation or misinformation. But if you just started to implement moisture into even the dry food, like if you still feed dry food and just start implementing moisture into that dry food, the effect on the body is tremendous. And you can push your pet's lifespan further and further just by feeding a more moisture-appropriate food. That alone will cause your dog to live longer. Um, Now, of course, you can take it further with what foods you feed, but the moisture alone will reduce that damage on the body and, you know, really affect that um, yeah, moisture just, in the body, in the cells, like entirely. Yeah, from the inside out. I You bring up, uh, yeah. I this is kind of um, not off topic, but I I had a reel uh, that I posted like a few weeks ago and it was when we got Juniper and, um, and mm-hmm. it was just how I, how I transitioned her, which was just cold turkey, which it just, I don't, I don't know if that's why it went, yeah. I don't want to say it went viral because it didn't, but like, you know, I got so many comments like, don't ever do that, do all this stuff. And then yeah. some person, yeah. some, some person like a few days ago was like coming after me for, um, she's like, you are demonizing people who are feeding kibble. And I'm like, what? I, no, I'm not doing that. I was like, <laughs> I don't know how you made that jump. Like walk me through that. But but also, yeah. as like my point to her was like that we always preach like you don't have to even feed raw, even if you just added water, you know, or you know, yes. bone broth. Or yeah, goat I always milk. say that like, to people. Like that's huge, yeah. and we and we have tons of customers that buy. You know, we sell Farmina, so they you know it's the one brand of kibble mm-hmm. we do sell. So they they pick up a bag of Farmina, they get some bone broth, and they come to the counter, they check out and they're out the door. And I'm, I'm happy with that. Cause I know they're getting some, some real uh, yes. vital nutrients just from the bone broth or the goat milk itself. So. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like a really anyways. tough, um, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough market to be in because I feel like we're all educated on the one standpoint where like kibble is what gives your dog the best 
uh, nutrition, but I think we are all at the point now where there's enough research, there's enough, honestly, like experience to just see the difference between a dry fed dog and a fresh, even yeah. just like well, the crazy thing, moisture fed dog. The crazy thing about this was like, I was just, I was, had nothing to do. I, I mean, promoting, and what I was trying to explain to this person was that promoting feeding real fresh food to your dog is not demonizing any other diet. I'm just promoting fresh no. food to your dog. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. I don't know. I think yeah. she's probably, or he, whoever it was, just a troll trying to get under my skin, which apparently they, yeah. they did. But, I mean, that's how you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I posted a reel that was like, the easiest way to add moisture to the bowl is bone broth. And they were like, I really think, I truly think the easiest way is uh, water. I'm like, yeah, obviously, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like some like healing benefit that, like, why oh, I, are you I like that. <laughs> like, no shit. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I always tell I always tell people like imagine just eating just dry cereal all day. Every going back to your saltine and in in cereal analogy, like just imagine. I mean, and you you brought up a good point too. Like you know, before like prior to World War II, like it was canned food. Like I think it was Kennel Ration was yeah. the popular brand, and it was horse meat because, um, which yeah. sounds gross, but it's because we had this. Um, like the influx of the automobile industry and people buying cars and getting rid of horses. So there's a surplus of horses. So you had all this yeah. horse meat that was being utilized. Um, and so at least our dogs were getting moisture in, in their food. And then obviously World War II hit and we had to scrap, you know, we had to scrap our metal and, and um, you know, the good food, um, not much to go around. So we had to, yeah. and that's the invention of processed food and kibble essentially. So most of our dogs, I guess what I, I think our point here is that, you know, a lot of dogs who are eating dry food or kibble, you know, they're in a, if you're not, if you're not adding any moisture to the food, they're in a constant state of, of dehydration. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times people will say, well, my dog or cat drinks a lot of water, uh, from the bowl. And I always say that's, it's just not enough. It's not adequate. Um, a dog eating four cups of kibble a day would need to consume Needs a gallon, a gallon of water yeah. to digest that food for yeah. cats. Uh, I think it's like, uh, one cup for every 10 pounds of body weight to add adequately. Yeah. And it's like 2000 licks, like 2000 yeah, little 24, drinks for a cat to even get yeah. that. To, I think it's 2,400 licks to get one fourth a cup of water oh, yeah. for a cat. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So it's just, to, just to really kind of ingrain in people the importance of getting moisture. Like I, I, I mentioned this on another podcast about a guy that told me his cat drinks water for 30 minutes. And I was like, dude, do you drink water for 30 minutes? Like that's not, that's not normal, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. There's something, some serious imbalance there for yes. sure. Yeah. Um, even if you take it to like, um, like, you know, you mentioned like intracellular moisture to me, um, mm -hmm. even if you take it to that like scientific nitty gritty level, like think about how uh, like really a dog and our body in general is designed, like all of our cells in our body have water. So if you think about that, um, the most effective way to break down and process food or anything that you intake is to have like, like with like. So like if you have a high moisture cell, that's going to be much easier to break down and for your body to util utilize than something that is completely dry so raw and fresh foods are going to have higher existing moisture whereas a cooked food or like completely like heat processed scorched food like what dry food is usually um is not going to have any of that yes it says 10 percent moisture on the bag but most of the foods that is not even accurate like i don't even think you could get up to 10 yeah. percent. and so your body is really going to have to give up all of this moisture to to try to break down this dry food um and and really 
instead of keeping an equilibrium in the body, you're actually expending moisture, which in the end then will help or will, will damage the liver, the kidneys, cause dry skin, a brittle, brittle dull coat. Um, and so you, you bring up a good point. Proper digestion. And I, I think a, a lot of people don't realize this, but when, when they're eating like a, a, a kibble or a dry food without any moisture to it, their body then has to, like you said, grab moisture from other parts of the body. So mm-hmm. other organs, the kidney, the liver, even the skin, like just to get yeah. moisture to break down this food. So yeah, it's really, really yeah. important. And I always say that the first, if you, once you see it in the skin, like if you see it on the skin or in the coat out on the outside of the body, like not just the inside of the body, like if it it's, point it's all connected, yep. trying to get it from the outside of the body, like you are at a point where the body's in serious like dehydration mode. And what then starts to happen is that you also have fluid outside of And ideally the ratio is like three, three to two. So intracellular moisture is at a three where the extracellular is at a two. Now, if you have an increase in that intracellular moisture, so in moisture in the cell, you're actually going to have a leaner, fitter dog. So that's where we see a dog that is raw fed is going to have a lady and be more toned. It's wild the like how the bloat actually oh, yeah. happens. So when a dog is kibble fed or carbohydrate fed, you have much more inflammation in the body, yeah. much less moisture. And it's the same for humans. And you're going to have a more swollen dog. It's going to look a lot different. Where different? Whereas when you start to actually cut that and have higher moisture diet and more water going into the body of cells, you're gonna have a much leaner dog that can actually build muscle mass um, and all that bloat and all that swelling will go down. Yeah, I can't remember um, the uh, the statistic, but um, I remember from watching a, a video from Steve's Real Food, they were talking about intracellular moisture and how like drinking, like if you drank like a quart of water in a glass, like you would only, don't fact check me on this, but you your body would absorb like 10% <laughs> of that water. Where if that yeah. quart of water was in your food, like you're eating a moisture-rich mm-hmm. food, you would you your body would be consuming like I don't know eighty percent. So it was a huge percentage difference. Yeah, and also like yeah, and ro- and people that feed, we always have to like remind ourselves to tell people when they transition to raw that your pet will stop, <laughs> not stop, but there there will be a, or, a, a almost like a. They, those just stop drinking water because they're getting it from their food. Yeah, it's like which huge is reduction. Yes, yes, big, very big. They won't say yeah. they stop drinking water, but they'll. There is a huge reduction in their water intake once they once they transition to raw food. Yeah, and then they'll be like, my dog. They they call me like in two days and be like, is it like my dog doesn't drink water in two days? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's okay. It's, it's my good. dogs. I have four four little dogs under twenty five pounds, and then one cat that drink out of the same water bowl, and we probably yeah. fill that up like every three days. Like, which is insane. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> like, yeah. we, you know, change it, wash it, and change it out, of course. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just to go back to the extracellular water point is that you have that water outside of the body. And the crazy thing is that an increase in that extracellular water is not ideal because the body's actually, that actually means that the body is sending more blood to the damaged and inflamed areas, which causes the increase in water outside the cells. So, if you're not feeding a high moisture diet that can be used by the interior of the cell and you're actually feeding damaging foods, in this case, like dry food without any added moisture, that food alone requires so much water. So it's pulling water from the entire body and causing damage that way. 
But then also you're having increase in inflammation of the gut lining of the entire body, joints everywhere in the body. Eventually you'll have that inflammatory response. So you're going to even be pulling more water to try to heal that. And it's just a vicious cycle that continues. So you're causing dehydration because of the food, but the nation and the body damage that is happening will also require more water. So really that cycle is just continues and continues and continues. And in the end, you, I like to tell people like, you don't see this immediately. Like, yeah, you may see your dog has some dry skin or, you know, some dogs don't even show any signs. Like you think that they're just like fine and they live, you know, but really if you, if you think about it, you might not see it, but eventually, you know, seven, 10, 15 years, however long your dog will live span could have actually been extended by about, you know, two to three more years just yeah. by feeding a more species appropriate way. And so, also having a, not just like the lifespan, but the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the health span. So the years where they're, you know, super healthy yeah. and like active, the, qual- the quality of life. Yeah. 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 It's also important. For sure. It's more exciting for them to, to, to eat. I mean, let's take, you know, the next level to eat real food, but also to actually enjoy their meal and to not feel strain. Like I have a crazy story and I, I've shared this uh, multiple times, but uh, I'm not with you, but I tell this story a lot. Yeah, it's your... uh, a local pet store, they their dog, the same as Ruby, and she, she, one time, she really tough at transitioning to raw. She did not want anything to do with it. And so one time there was like, nothing. so then um, her her owner was just like, all right, we'll just give him some ziwi, which is an air-dried food already contains much more moisture than dry food yeah. and is easier to process, sure. but still dry. She was like, we'll just give her right now since we're going to have to wait like a couple hours. And she's like, <laughs> so literally this dog, your entire body adjusts to what you're consuming. So her, this dog literally started like stretching her neck up because her body was not used to over salivating and lubricating her esophagus. Mm-hmm. She had to stretch her neck up to make the food go down and to swallow the food because her body was just already wow. to eating the raw food with high moisture. So it was like insane to see, really think about it. Like these dogs eating dry to compensate so much and over excessively use their body. So try to actually just even get that food to the stomach that causes a lot of drain on the body making that body shut down much sooner than it would if it were actually so, compensated um, really. You kind of you kind of went in it. It kind of got a little you kind of went in and out. But what you're saying is that the dog was um when it was on dry food, you transitioned it to Zeewee Peak, which is a dehydrate. It's a air-dried food. So well, it has the dog more was, moisture in it. Oh, go ahead. She was she was fed dry food and then yeah. she would never touch raw stuff, not even freeze okay. dry. She just didn't yeah. she was just it's almost oh, got imprinted on drive food. Yeah. It was wild, yeah. And so finally, she was getting she was getting raw for she had been on raw for months. But then uh-huh. there was a point this one day where there was no food thought out, and she was just like really wanted to eat. Hmm. And um, she, uh, yeah. So she, her owner was just like, I'm just going to give her a little bit of ziwi right now, so that yeah. but while her raw food thaws out. And yeah, so yeah, so she zeewee and she could hardly swallow it. Wow. It was like overextending her, try to get it down because it wasn't used to over salivating anymore yeah. like it used to. Like it used so, to. Yeah. So like if I were to give Mozzie yeah. like some dry food now, he'd, well, 
he never could digest dry food, so that's not fair to say. But he would he would have a hard time doing it even more just because his body is just not used just to even, creating that much moisture. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, to just lubricating. Like so yeah. the body is just we don't even notice that, but the body is over excessively working and tiring out um without us even noticing it because you would never notice the do- the body is so used to just over salivating to go down. So then all of a sudden when you start making the transition and then have that moment where you're like, all right, I just got to feed something real quick. That That's such a strain on the body and you don't even notice it until you see the opposite side is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. she all of a sudden had to really exert herself to try and do digest, like just don't swallow the food to get any nutrients out of it. Do you know what I see? Do you know what I see a lot is, um, not a lot, but I see it from time to time is dogs like, um, they will like six hours later, they'll throw up their kibble and it'll be, it'll be undigested. Like it's like, even Mm -hmm. like the next day, I think that we had a customer the one day, yeah, the next day the dog threw up the kibble and, um, it was like enlarged, like obviously like it had, um, yeah, swollen. swollen yeah. up a little bit, but like it was undigested and that's like how long, like how, and they're, you know, their, their physio, the physiology, the way they're supposed to like process food is a very quick in and out, um, like 12 hours, 12 hours yeah. compared to what's the human like it. 20, it's 25. Yeah. Okay. So very, very short amount of time in their body, which is yeah. why moisture is so important because it helps break it down faster for them so they can absorb more nutrients. Um, but anyways, yeah. Yeah. So also what, the acidity of the stomach is another thing that with actually feeding food that is more natural to the dog, you're actually keeping the acidity in the body down. And so that dog's I'm assuming I would think that that dog's acidity in the stomach is just gone so high that the food can't be processed as quickly as it naturally would. So yeah. in this case, that dog's acidity of the stomach could be higher than um, even what would, would be normal yeah. for a dog that's cable fed. But that's another thing, you know, but that's, that is, mostly just altered and changed with with actually feeding them lower food because yeah. those carbohydrates more alkalinity versus and raw for, food caught, keeping the body at lower ph yeah and so for people that might not understand that a lower ph means more they're more acidic um so like higher yeah. higher ph would be more alkaline so dogs and cats are naturally yeah. very acidic like the batter or their stomach acid is it's comparable to like battery acid or sulfuric kind of concentrated yeah, like sulfuric acid. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, I mean, it's, yeah. they're meant to just digest, you know, meat, bone, organ, and also, you know, kill pathogens mm-hmm. because they're eating raw food. That's how they evolve. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that whole thing. Your dog or cat is a member of your family. You want the very best for each and every member of your family. And that extends right down to the food that they eat. In order to give your pets the very best, you need to feed them a complete and balanced diet like Northwest Naturals. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. Their ingredients suppliers are carefully chosen for their dedication to quality and safety practices and sustainable farming activities. They combine all those healthy ingredients, adding natural vitamins and minerals to provide the very best nutrition for your cat or dog. Their recipes follow recommendations from the American Federation of Feed Control Officials, or AFCO, so that each is complete and balanced. In order to keep their products free from bad bacteria and pathogens like salmonella, E. coli, and listeria, they use high-pressure processing, or HPP. 
HPP is extremely safe and has been used extensively in the human food industry for many years. Northwest Naturals is able to keep prices down and overhead costs low since they produce all of their products from beginning to end. For you, the pet owner, Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Quality ingredients, food safety, and the highest standards for manufacturing practices are what make Northwest Naturals the best complete and balanced raw food for your pet. Find out more in our podcast show notes. What does it mean? So like what, so people who, I don't want to say this is just for people that are feeding dry food because I add bone broth and, and more moisture even to, you know, the raw food, but yeah, same. you know, what, you know, what can people do, I guess, if they're, if they're feeding a dry food or even if they're feeding raw food, like what are, you know, what would be the best things? So, I mean, if you are on a budget and you are like, cable is all I can do, water, filtered water, yeah. ideally. Yeah. Warm water, ideally, Roke Pet Science has some studies that show that if you soak food in warm water um, for around, okay, let's say filtered water, sorry, let me just back up. Filtered yeah. water, only if you live in an area where you wouldn't drink the tap water yourself. Like if you're in an area where you have great spring water, that's actually better than doing filtered water because okay. um, you do get some vital nutrients out of that. But if you're unsure, yeah. just filtered water, right okay. out of the fridge, whatever. Warm it up. Honestly, warming up on the stove is, like, awesome. It goes so fast. Just put, like, quarter cup, half a cup on a, in a saucepan and warm it up and then just pour it over the food. Food, you want to just let it soak for, like, ideally 10 minutes. That's a long time. That's but, a good tip. I never tell people um, to heat up the water, but I should. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've just recently started really warming up the bone broth and pouring it over the raw food because obviously it comes right out of the fridge and it doesn't really, I've lately been like, like set it out and then wait 30 minutes, but then still it's pretty cold and the stomach and the spleen work together and the spleen is pretty much like the oven for the body. And so if you're feeding straight up cold food, it causes more inflammation in the body and is much more stressful on the body to warm that back up to body temperature. So that's why like room temperature or a little bit warmer food is actually better for the body. Um, but like, yeah, warm water, if you can do warm water, like lukewarm water on top of dry food and let it soak for 10 minutes, it makes the absorbability of that food and the usability in the body much better um, because you're actually having water molecules attaching to nutrients and attaching to that food, which will then pass into the bloodstream easier um, when it hits the small intestine. This brings up, a, I got a question now, for you. I got a question for you. Go ahead. Um, I have some dogs that prefer it frozen, specifically, yeah. specifically bird dogs. I'm talking like, like GSPs okay. or Irish setters. Yeah. I, it's weird. It's always the bird dogs for some reason That's that so prefer it frozen. Do you, I know it's not yeah. the best thing to do for the reasons you just mentioned, uh -huh. but have you ever seen that? Yeah. Do you, have you, I mean, I don't know. I wonder if it's a texture thing. It might be like not even the temperature of it, but the texture that it's like a chunk kind of, I don't yeah. know. If it's not, then they won't eat it. If it's like defrosted, they won't, they, they don't want it. They, they want it frozen. Huh, that's so weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think it couldn't tell you like the extent of damage does to the body and, and how that would look over time. We can't tell you that. I just know that that correlation between the stomach can be um, like a tough one. So, yeah. Um, I mean, the closest they can get to feeding it thought out, the better. So, I mean, okay. um, that's just what I would say, but yeah. I mean, until, you know, you're feeding, it's still going to be better than dry food. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, that's how I look at it. But maybe if you put like so. warm broth over a frozen patty, 
that's a compromise. Yeah, maybe you know, at least a little bit of warm. Yeah, yeah they still so get yeah, the and then of course, yeah, they get a little bit of a little bite uh, to it, a little bit of warm. Yeah. But, and then of course, if you are looking for something that you see dry food and you're wanting to add stuff to it, I mean, oh my gosh, the list is forever long. I'm of course, you know, a total broth person because that's what I do. But, um, I'm also somebody who will use bone broth and goat milk and kefir and greens and, um, three oil. I do it all. I mix it all together. It's all different nutrients and people will be like, well, why should I do bone broth when I could just do water? Well, with a bone broth, you get the healing aspect, you get collagen, glycine, glutathione production for ultimate healing of the body and regeneration (laughs) of cells like you. I knew we couldn't get through this podcast without you mentioning glutathione. (laughs) That's your favorite. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So really, I mean, I, of course, would wreck it off over water uh, every single day because of the nutrients that you get with it and the effect and the healing effect it has on the body. Now ours is a little bit different because of the herb infusion and that has effects on the liver and that it helps with detoxing and blood, blood detoxing, liver detoxing. Um, the the time that we use is anti antibacterial helping with like bacterial overload. So there is, you know, different things, but if you're in a position where you're like, I don't have broth, I don't have goat milk, I don't have anything, always add water, let it kind of soak in. Um, if you feed broth, warm that up. If you do goat milk, try to keep, get it to room temperature. Um, I wouldn't really heat the goat milk because you have important digestive enzymes in that that would be damaged if you get it over. Yeah. I'm not. I'm a Celsius person, so 42 degrees Celsius, whatever that is, um, in Fahrenheit. Um, that's the denature point. So if you increase it over that, uh, which is way, you know. 107 like degrees over, way Fahrenheit. over oh there you go so if you get it you know to that point you're starting to actually damage the nutrients so that's not ideal so with that i would just recommend doing um room temperature but what you can do is boil your broth or heat your broth up don't boil it heat your broth up and then put the goat milk on the in the bowl or on the platter whatever you feed off of and then pour the broth into it because then you're actually heating that goat milk a little bit without doing damage Nice. And uh, the platters oh. too, just so people know, like the Mind Pet platters actually have a pretty oh cool gosh, like yes. warming effect on the food. So like if you'll notice like food defrosts quicker on those things, it's just, they're made of natural yeah. plant fiber uh, cellulose, but they, it's got a warming um, characteristic to it. So it's, it's kind of cool how it does that. Yeah. And I honestly like, I'm obsessed with those. I finally like ordered them. Like, I don't know how long ago now, but I've, I've ordered them for all the dogs and my yeah. cat actually likes eating off of it too. Um, she's so coming out. One, but... She's coming out with a, a cat specific. I mean, it's just the shape of a cat. Oh yeah, I think, good. But a little smaller. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, I have to get that. Yeah, we've they're insanely popular. I thought it'd be one of those things that would be popular for like a month, and then everyone would have them. But like people, and then people always get more of them. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's wild. Well, like, yeah, and like. I honestly, I'm like, I, I have, you know, the four, but I'm like, I wish I had another four because then I could just switch off better. But, um, I know Judy Morgan, she, she talks about them a lot. She loves them. You know, when you have people that, that really, you know, feed into that and like can tell the difference, see the difference in the way that my dogs eat and how excited they are about food. 100%. That's That's what makes the product go, you know? I have a thing, you know, I, I was joking around with Jordan and Ella the other day. Cause I was like, I think Judy Morgan is just copying me. <laughs> and 
<laughs> they both laughed because <laughs> it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But I was like, you know, I've sold, I've, I've sold crude carnivore for like two years, maybe even longer, oh my now, gosh, like yeah. two and a half years. You know what I mean? And I was like, and then yeah, I've been selling can. these mine pet platters for a couple years. And then, yeah. cause the other day they were telling me that she said that variety is a spice of life, which is like, they always make fun of me for saying that in the shop. And she said it the other day, yeah. which is like a pretty common term. So it's, you're like, she's, she's definitely, gotta have like, she's definitely not copying yeah. me. She has no idea who I am, but, um, <laughs> but it was funny for me to just joke about, but anyways, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. She's, yeah, we just she's got awesome. I love picked her. up out of them yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's, that was like, that's huge. That's awesome. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I had uh, customers so, that came in from Arizona that had a, um, had a, uh, um, oh, what are those dogs that Judy, Judy, Dr. Judy Morgan has? The um, a Cavalier. The Cavaliers, yeah. Uh, and they came in with one and I started asking them. I was like, oh, do you guys know Dr. Judy Morgan? Like, oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, like everyone that has a Cavalier knows who she is. It's so funny. Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. She's, she's like, like next level, like, like yeah. her care. She like She's advocates awesome. for her dog. It was just unreal. Yeah. So yeah. That's if really you don't awesome. follow, if you don't follow Judy Morgan, Dr. Judy Morgan, he, he, it's a must follow for sure. Yeah. She's definitely a good one. All right. So yeah. So water, bone broth, you know, goat milk, warming it up is really good. Um, I never, I mean, I've, I just completely forgot about the whole aspect. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, obviously very, very yeah. important. Anything else? Is there anything else I'm, I'm missing when it comes to moisture and intracellular moisture and all that? Just say, like, you know, do what you can in the season that you're in. Like, um, you know, you're not. And I think that kind of goes back to the point that you were saying about that person who was like, you're criticizing dry food. That's not at all what anybody's trying to do. Never. It's just huh. like, but really, you have to because most people aren't, aren't told what is best for their dog. You know, most people run to the store and just grab a bag of food and then that's what they do. And we want to talk about it, but that's not to say that, that's not to say that you're like awful or you're a terrible pet parent because or you don't love your dog because you're feeding a dry food. Like it's just saying like, Hey, you know, once you know better, you do better be out of you your know? budget, but yeah. yeah, but maybe you'll get to the point where, Hey, so this is, yeah know better, do better. This is just a little bit of information to help you kind of get an understanding for how the dog's biology works. And, you know, you want your dog to live. I want my dog to live till she's 50. Like yeah. I, like I want my dog to live the longest life possible. So like, what can I do to make that happen? And sometimes like we just bought a half a cow. So like, let's see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen, but nice. like, I'm going to try everything I possibly can to, extend the life of my dogs and yeah. hopefully I already have. And I'm always going to be the person who's going to be like, Oh my gosh, I should have done so many things differently, but really you alone, just researching and listening and, and tuning, trying to find alternatives and more about it. And then making a small sense, even if it's literally just adding water to the bowl, you are doing amazing for your dog and you're lucky to have you and that you're learning things. And eventually there will become a time where you maybe are able to, afford you know just feeding raw food for every single meal but some people most people are not in that position because it is extremely expensive but there's other things you can do that are very cost effective yep. that will already make a huge difference and so and people get, might be trolling but really you know um we owe it to just, our dog they're just looking for a fight i don't think they have any like real oh yeah cause or issue. <laughs> I, I just that's uh, that's social media but um 
Yeah, I think that's really well said. And yeah, some we have a lot of customers that do just like a little bit of raw food. They get like some dry food and they'll get some nuggets of raw food and they'll mix that in over the course of a couple of weeks or a month or whatever. And that's great because that dog's getting some really vital um, nutrient-dense food. And so that's, you know, that's great. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. In order to give your pets the very best, you need to feed them a complete and balanced diet like Northwest Naturals. Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Find out more in our podcast show notes. Okay, so Crude Carnivore, they can they can order bone broth off the website. You're in a lot of retailers now. Yeah. Um, obviously you're in we, things and we, fur, but yeah, so we are, I mean, a little bit all over, but not really that saturated. So, I mean, if there's a store near you, obviously if you are a things and fur shopper, please or, buy it from their store. Do not order it from my website. <laughs> um, but if you are, uh, you know, somewhere else, you're listening from another place and you don't have crude carnivore in a store near you, you can of course order on the website at crudecarnivore.com. Um, if you have any questions regarding our broth, you can message on Instagram or Facebook carnivore. Um, and then you do consultations too. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do some nutrition consultations. Yes. To, we were just talking about that, um, yeah. to, you know, help get you kind of along the path of trying to figure out what, what, what you can do for your dog or your cat, um, to just kind of put more life into the bowl. And I'm pretty sure that's a green juju phrase, actually. Sorry, Kelly. Um, but um, just to, you know, also put a good fresh food moisture. into the bowl. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Juju, awesome product. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then um, if you have a store near you and you already shop there and you want to support them and they don't carry a product, please reach out and let me know. I would love to contact them and see if they would carry it. So um, we are growing currently. We're trying to grow partners that we're in. And um, so, yeah, I appreciate any that's a good point because it's, it's, it's got a good shelf life. It's super easy. It's very, I mean, mm-hmm. you're very good at like the, the labeling and the, the marketing and all that. So it's a nice right. pretty product to put on a shelf. So I think a lot of retailers would, and obviously, you know, the main thing is that it's really good for, for dogs and cats. So um, I think it's an easy sell for retailers. Yeah. So if you know a retailer, yeah. have it in there, yeah. make them put it in there. So. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, yeah, thank you so much awesome. for for taking the time, and it's always uh, always love talking to you. I always learn something yeah. from you every time we talk. So, um, <laughs> thanks again. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Right, Till next time. Yeah, take care. <laughs> All right, bye. So, if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.